Holly G with the Golf Insiders with Bob Herrick from ESPN.com. Big victory on Sunday, Bob, for DJ. Fun to see him back in the winner's circle. What were your thoughts um, after a big rain delay on Saturday at the Travelers, but an exciting finish on Sunday? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, you're right. It's been a while for DJ. And uh, uh, 21st win and, and you know, another reminder of uh, – of how, uh, uh, you know, uh, sort of how rare that is in these days. You know, it's um, it's not very uh, it's not very prevalent these days for somebody to get to 20 wins and beyond. So, and you also think about the few that he maybe let get away. How how that uh, how that record could be even better. You know, so uh, good for him. It's good. Uh, is a good win. And, and uh, you know we've we've kind of gotten off to a, a good start with the winners uh, through the first three events. It's been pretty it's been pretty interesting. Yeah, um, you know he ended a um, uh, what was it a 15 month drought, but extended his career long victory streak to 13, I guess in terms of um, of you know career wins every season. Yeah, I mean. Yep. He's basically won every season that he's been on tour, and uh, you know it's uh, that's an impressive streak. Uh, I, you know he didn't win in 2014, but he won in the wraparound season, and so if you go by seasons, he's won every year, and uh, um, and again, you know to get to that victory level. Uh, you know, he, he, he should have 30 within his sights. And not too many people win 30 times in, the, in their career these days. Yeah, and that puts him in some uh, approaching some uh, rarefied company with Arnold Palmer and the Golden Bear, who each won in 17 consecutive years. Yeah, I mean, Tiger didn't even get to that, you know. That's hard to believe, uh, isn't it? Yeah. So, um it's yeah, if he can keep winning, you know, I, I think I think we sort of expect him to win a couple of times a year. Uh, and I think we've learned that, you know, he had some knee problems last year. You know, he won the event in Mexico last year and then didn't didn't win again. Uh, uh, you know, just had some issues and uh, you know, made it made a good run at the PGA championship against Brooke. Uh, but was sort of quiet. You know, he had slipped in the world ranking a bit. And, uh, but now, you know, that's, uh, uh, he even admitted he was a little bit slow coming back here, uh, in the last, uh, month, six weeks. You know, he didn't look all that sharp when he played in that outing in May, but, um, but he got it together there. Man, that drive he hit on 18. Crazy. Uh, you know, with the one, yeah, with the one shot lead and trying to get it done, you know, uh, it was, it was pretty impressive. Um, it was good to see Phil Mickelson on top of the leaderboard for a while. Um, saw, I, was it Saturday? His air bomb out of the bunker next to the green and out of bounds. That that was a, not something we see often. Probably a lot of amateurs at home thinking, hmm, even Phil does that once in a while. Yeah, that was, uh, that was, that was a bit of a shocker, you know, and, um, it, it was unfortunate. He just couldn't. 
keep making birdies. You know, you had to make a lot of birdies in that tournament, and he got off to the 64-63 start. And then uh, on Saturday, shooting over par, uh, one over, I believe it was, um, you know, it's almost like shooting 80. You know, it was just uh, you're going to get lapped, you know. So, but he took a lot of good signs out of it, you know, and and it was good to see him make a bunch of birdies because that's what he needs to do. And and uh, obviously he's still got a few things to work out, but it would be nice to see him be competitive here going forward. Yeah, certainly. Um you know just just good to you know at 50 my gosh um you know there's still there's i think there's still a bunch of game there and uh right in terms of phil's uh phil's bag of tricks um you know interesting perhaps you know, this was a great great field um rory you know was uh in the mix and uh xander uh 63 to start the tournament i mean there were a whole bunch of great, great scores that first first round. What we have a sixty one, a sixty two, a bunch of sixty threes, and you know TPC isn't a lay down uh, uh, kind of golf course. No, but you know the first three weeks have been courses that aren't the longest, and they're ones that typically yield. You know, the scoring is is good. Uh, the the uh, the travelers always follows the U.S. Open usually, and they, they want that to be a let up week uh, from the you know the rigors of the U.S. Open, and the course is just not that long by by the standards of today. You know, you can you you can really attack, and uh, when you've got the warm weather and they got to put water down, um, that's going to make it even easier. You know, so. We've had we've had three weeks of that. I wouldn't be surprised if it weren't some something like that in Detroit this week. Uh, you know, on an older style course, it's not that long, um, and that's okay. I think I think soon enough these guys are going to start to to have some challenges with the golf courses get a little get get a little bit more difficult and uh, and and offer a bit more more in the way of. Uh, you know, challenges, difficult scoring, maybe some firmer greens. Uh, you know, certainly by the time we get to Harding Park for the PGA Championship, um, I think you'll see a big difference. Last week, of course, the breaking news with, um, you know, several players and caddies testing positive and um, several players testing positive this week who are uh, WD for the tournament. And Nick Watney, just coming out of his 10-day quarantine, which is the minimum requirement, I guess, uh, that the tour, uh, you know, expects. It, what's, what's, what do you hear from Nick? And um, what's life like out on tour right now amidst the coronavirus? It's interesting to read his comments about how, you know, he doesn't know where he got it. You know, and he feels like he did all the right things. And and I think this is another lesson, sort of another eye-opener as to what we're dealing with. You know, um, it's, it's an invisible virus without a lot of symptoms that can be passed on from one to the next, and you don't even know it. 
And when you're being tested, uh, these things come to light, and then you realize, well, man, I'm contagious, and I could have been spreading this. You know, so I think it's, I think it's a bit of a wake-up call again as to what they're dealing with out there and how you have to be so careful. And yet there's just going to be positive cases. And on the positive side of, of the whole aspect, you know, I think what at this, at this point right now, there have been eight positive cases, six players and two caddies across four weeks. And when you consider that, you know, that's some 2,000 tests that have been administered, uh, maybe even more, maybe even a little bit more, that's actually pretty good. You know, and to think that they've been able to keep it from spreading amongst themselves, in, in, in almost all of the cases, these guys seemingly brought it with them. They did not get it at the tournament. Uh, maybe Dylan Fratelli, who tested positive after he was tested on Saturday before heading to Detroit, you know, that would suggest that while he was in Hartford, it happened to him there somewhere. But yet they, they traced everybody around him and nobody else got it. You know, so that, that to me is, 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 is a positive. You know, uh, Monaghan himself, the commissioner, said we've got to learn to live with this. And, and I tend to agree with that. You know, we, we need to try to move on, not be sheltered forever, but when we do go out, try to be as careful as possible. You know, and so far I think they're doing a good job of that. I hope that that continues. You know, you keep your fingers crossed. You know, if it's one or two a week and it's, it's not going beyond that and there's not a huge outbreak, um, that's a really good sign. And uh, whether or not that can continue, obviously, we'll be watching very closely. It was interesting because he mentioned, you know, that he never had a fever or cough and no shortness of breath. Um, he did have the, um, he did lose his sense of smell. Uh, and I thought he did have um, kind of a funny comment. He said, perhaps the strangest sensation is being at a golf resort without playing golf, um, you know, yeah. getting himself through the, the quarantine. But uh, I, I completely agree with you. The, you know, the next thing uh, that the, certainly the tour is gonna tackle, uh, which, you know, it will be interesting to see given what's happening particularly in a lot of uh, southern states is, you know, opening, opening up to, to fans um, at the memorial. Yeah, that's, that is going to be a huge challenge, and we'll see how that works. Um, Do you think it's going to happen? I, yeah, I mean, you know, I wondered, it, it, are, are, they, are they having second thoughts? But as of today, you know, we're, we're basically two weeks out. They are full steam ahead with the idea of doing that. And, you know, they sent their rules and regulations and guidelines to all their spectators and what to expect when they get there. And, you know, they'll get temperature readings and they're, gonna, they're expected to wear a mask on the way in. Uh, they're expected to wear a mask when, when they can't socially distance. They've got concession areas in place so that you are not crowding around each other. Uh, no, no bleachers or grandstands. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how they do the roping 
you know that there's going to be a wide swath of players to walk from green to tee so that they can be properly distanced from spectators. There's not going to be that narrow walkway. You know, um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if, if they extend the ropes to well outside and around tee boxes so that there's no fans close to the tee. You know, you want them to be 10 feet away from the players and caddies on all sides. So it might be a bit of a strange look. You know, I don't know that you're going to see bunching of people behind greens. But if they can pull this off, it's a great blueprint for the rest of the world. You know, like, here's how we can have a a sporting event with limited fans um, and and hopefully do it safely. Uh, uh, It's a risk. You know, it's a big risk. There's, there's the potential for, for things to be, um, you know, to, to, uh, to cause some issues. But again, you know, if we're going to try to live with this, I think we have to try to find ways to, to do this. Uh, it's going to be, you know, 90 degrees out. You would think that people who are vulnerable are going to stay home, um, that parents who bring their kids, will be smart enough to stay away from other people. You know, you go out there, you do your best to enjoy the day, you walk around, see some golf, and uh, and, and stay safe. You know, hope, and hopefully that can work. You know, no shuttles, they're going to park, everybody's going to park and walk in. That's the way it can work. So we, we'll see. I mean, we'll, it'll be interesting to see how, how, what team sports, how they're looking at it, and if they take any lessons from it. And if other golf tournaments can do the same thing. Well, speaking of uh, other golf tournaments, and not just any golf tournament, the Ryder Cup has been officially moved to 2021. Now what happens with the President's Cup, Bob? Well, you know, they really haven't given us the details on that yet. They haven't said officially how that's going to all work like if it's going to take the same date next year or you know what it means for the president's cup um my sense is is that all of those details are being worked out uh and there's a lot of details to work out it's not that easy i mean if you're going to postpone the Ryder cup by a year i've got to postpone the president's cup the european Ryder cup which is scheduled for 2022 um, would need to move back to 2023, the one that's in in Rome. Well, you know these they've they've locked in like uh, hotels and all kinds of things and contracted with vendors and things, and all of that stuff has to be changed. You know, I, I guess there's a possibility, although I've not heard this, that they could play a Ryder Cup in consecutive years. Um, I'm not sure how that works for the President's Cup. Um, and that should not be dismissed because, you know, even though the President's Cup is not the Ryder Cup, the President's Cup is a big deal with the PGA Tour. You know, they were selling that event in Charlotte next year uh, really well. I yes. mean, hospitality and all the things that go along with it. And it's a big revenue source for the tour which, as we all know, has taken it on the chin this year in losing revenue, basically a fourth of their events. You know, they, they make money when tournaments are played. They keep sponsorship fees and TV rights fees to run their operation. 
and and they lost all of that for for 13 weeks. And not to mention now they come back and they're having to pay for all this testing. Um, there's charter flights that are only you know that they're only partly taken care of by the players with what they're being charged. Those things are highly subsidized by the tour. So they're back and it's and it, but they're they're spending a lot of money. So for them to forego a huge revenue event next year, I'm sure is not easy. So how do you do that? What do you do? I mean, maybe they're coming to some financial agreement with the PGA of America uh, to, to to soften the blow. And then the European tour they have to forego, you know, their, their home Ryder Cups are a huge revenue source in support of their tour for the other, for the other three years. You know, um, the European tour is set up differently and doesn't have the financial resources of the PGA Tour, and they rely heavily on the Ryder Cup to fund them uh, non-Ryder Cup years. So, uh, you know, there's a lot going on there. A lot of entities, the PGA of America, PGA Tour, European Tour, and then consider shifting all of these things that have been in place for several years. Hotel rooms, meeting rooms, the golf courses, you know. Massive, um, logistically, massive. Yeah, you know, all the people involved that are running it. It's, it's huge. And uh, so so I can see why it's, it's, uh, it's quite the ordeal to work through all this. You look at the business side of it too, another aspect of the business side, we all know how huge the merchandise tents have gotten at these events. Think about all of that revenue going down the tubes. Sure, and they've, you know, they've bought stuff and they've branded stuff and, you know, so now what? You have to buy more and you, you know, uh, did you commit to certain people orders? You have to now break those deals. You have to rework them. Um, you know, you got to believe lawyers are involved. It's it's uh, it's incredibly complicated. More so than just saying, okay, we'll just play it a year from now and we'll move the President's Cup and everything's fine. It's um, it's really really a hard issue that I don't think any of us you know can can really have. A, a, a full grasp on, on the difficulty. Well, certainly, I think all the tours are uh, working overtime trying to sort all this stuff out. Rocket Mortgage Classic, fairly new event, Detroit Golf Club, great Donald Ross venue. Um, last uh, year's champion, Nate Lashley. Uh, what do you see in terms of... Um, you know, this week, weekend, and um, who's, who are you picking as your winner, Bob? Well, I think you're going to see a lot of good scoring again. Um, I think you're going to see a lot of low numbers. Um, Another old-style uh, golf course. Right. Old-style golf course that's a little shortish by their standard. Um, the winning score last year, I believe, was 25 under uh, that Lashley had. Um, and so, you know, you're looking at 20 under or lower winning again. You know, I'm, I'm sort of curious to see if DeChambeau, who's played well in each of his events, hasn't won, but has been up there. Fourth straight week, does he break through or does he break down? You know, does he break through and win or does he just run out of gas? Um, you know, trying to, you know, all that he's been through and 
adding weight and working out and all this stuff, I mean, it's a lot of golf. And, uh, you know, I'm sure he's going to play the Memorial where he's won in a couple of weeks. So, uh, and, and he, so he's not going to be letting up anytime soon. But I sort of, I sort of like his chances, uh, given that he's in good form. Appreciate your time. Check out all of Bob's great reporting, ESPN.com. Thank you, my friend. Stay Thanks. safe.